This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD storytelling, the power of art and vulnerability. Uh, With us in our virtual studio is uh, Danny Donovan. Um, I'm real excited about our show, but before we get into it, we have a few announcements. Um, This program is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And in celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away uh, free digital copies of Attention Magazine. Uh, To get yours, all you have to do is listen to our show. We're going to share a secret word a couple times. Listen to it. Write it down. Uh, Listen to another show. Let's find the secret word. Write that down. Then just email me the two secret words. The uh, email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And when I get it, I'll get the process going, and we will get you a current copy of Attention Magazine, a PDF form, and then we will send you another PDF copy of uh, the next issue when it's when it's produced. Um, it's, uh, it's unique times, unique times. Um, Every year, there, we have the annual international conference on ADHD. Uh, because of the COVID-19 virus, uh, we're actually going digital for the first time, or, or virtual. So this year's conference was originally supposed to be in Dallas, Texas. Now it's going to be online. We have said this for years. We, we are proud of our content that we produce uh, on Attention Talk Radio, but there's nothing like going to a conference um, and mingling with your tribe. Um, This virtual conference, I understand they're getting some software to do some really dynamic things with some breakout rooms to try to simulate uh, you being physically at a conference as best you can. Um, I'm anxious to hear what that's all about, but uh, uh, in the past, travel expenses and stuff had gotten in the way, so now you do not have a reason not to attend. Uh, The conference is between uh, November 5th and 7th, I believe, at this time, but to learn more, go to chaddd.org. I've got a little tip that we want to run for you, and uh, we'll get into the show. Have you always wanted to attend the annual international conference on ADHD, but couldn't because it was too expensive? This year, you're in luck. The 2020 conference is going virtual. You and your family will have the benefit of enjoying the conference from the comfort of your own home. Get ready to interact with speakers and participants from around the globe. Learn more at theadhdconference.org. Thanks again, Chad, for your continued support, long-term support. We're actually, I think, in our 10th year with them, so we're really proud of our relationship. Uh, For those that don't know, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of ADHD. In other words, they're the spokes uh, organization for our tribe. Uh, They're the ones that are on Capitol Hill um, talking to lawmakers to make sure we get our fair shake and dealing with regulatory agencies just to make sure wording and some of those uh, laws and regulations are there uh, so that uh, those with ADHD can get the right accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Uh, We encourage our listeners to become members of Chad or donate. uh, certainly you can donate, but to become a member is actually really cool because you get all kinds of great benefits, discounts to conferences, Ask the Expert uh, podcast, you get uh, Attention Magazine, and a lot more. Uh, to donate or to uh, join, go to chaddd.org, and while you're there, you can also learn about uh, the, the annual conference. Okay, 
this is a real fun show and a very different show for us. Uh, we don't typically do uh, featured stories on individual, but I think this, this one's kind of unique. Uh, Danny Donovan is a graphic designer and artist well-known for her ADHD uh, cartoons. She rose to fame when her first comic, ADHD Storytelling, went viral, viewed over 100 million times, and made her a star in the online ADHD community. Her cartoons are insightful, poignant, and uh, cathartic. Uh, she uses painful, honest stories to illustrate her personal challenges um, and exposure to the invisible uh, workings of her brain. Danny just left her full-time job to create ADD content full-time. Uh, you can support her. And actually, let me pause you right here. This is an interesting time right now for lots of artists. The whole Patreon thing about being members and supporting our artistic community is really one of those things that's coming along, and I'm, I'm really, really thrilled that it's starting to take hold. Uh, Danny made the risk to step aside from her uh, full-time job in order to, to, to follow up on this passion. And uh, about that time, the COVID uh, epic pandemic started, and she's had some speaking engagements and stuff that have been kind of canceled, and, and it's been a bit of a challenging time. So first of all, we're going to say her website is adhddd.com. Uh, you can learn more about her and access her Patreon account, but you can also go to her Patreon account, donate, become a member at patreon.com forward slash, and I'm going to spell this, D-A-N-I-D-O-N-O-V-A-N. And I don't normally do this. Uh, matter of fact, I'm not so sure I've ever done this, but uh, given the circumstances and Dan Danny's talent, we encourage you to go check out her Patreon account and maybe uh, participate to kind of help her and other artists through these struggling times. So uh, with no further ado, Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun. I actually – I, I have people that kind of work my social media a little bit just because I can't do anything. And I wasn't aware of you, Danny, when you first hit it. And it was brought to my attention um, with somebody else. And it was fascinating getting to know you and um, meeting you at the uh, 2019 International Conference on ADC and kind of showing around. And I think this is going to be a real fun show. Tell us about your background before we get into like some of the storytelling and content stuff. Um, tell us about your background. And you're a graphic designer, right? Yes. Uh, so I was a really interested in art ever since I was a kid. Uh, my first, you know, what I want to be when I grew up was actually a cartoonist for the Sunday Funnies because I used to, like, always get them out and read them. And I had a hard time staying focused on books in school, but I would go to the library and just devour the comic books, especially, you know, Garfield, Calvin and Hobbes, uh, which some people, you know, didn't think of as, like, storytelling or, like, real books. But I just, you know, would get lost in them because they were – um, kind of, I would say, designed for me. And I really related to that. As I got older, I really uh, developed an interest in uh, other kind of artistic endeavors. Like I wanted to be a uh, CG, you know, computer graphic animator, and then realized that those films take two years to make. And I'm like, I don't know, I have the attention span for that. So I fell into graphic design uh, around eighth grade and actually kind of stuck with it, uh, stuck through college, uh, really kind of found a passion for uh, art that helps people understand things. Um, and so that information design uh, and working, especially working at Gallup, which is my last job, has really, um, I think, lent itself to the content I create now. So you got out, and tell us about the first couple jobs and or the last job you were at. Were they graphic design jobs? Uh, they were. Uh, I have been, I've actually had, I think, 10 graphic design jobs um, from, I graduated college in 2013. 
that I did, I was always, uh, since I had such a head start, like started using Photoshop in middle school, uh, I when I got to college, I actually had a pretty decent skill set uh, to be able to kind of get ahead, um, get intern- summer internships where I was working full-time. Um, but it's funny because at the time, I didn't get diagnosed with ADHD till college, and so I was the first time that it really like hit me how hard it was for me to um, stay focused and be productive for a full eight-hour workday uh, was when I had my first internship, and I was working 40 hours a week, and it was just like pulling teeth for me, and I was constantly tired. Like, I'd go out on my lunch break and, like, sleep in my car and stuff, and I was late <laughs> to work a lot. It was it was really, you know, challenging, and that's one of the things, honestly, that prompted me to go um, and talk to someone because I was like, I don't feel like it's this hard for everybody. Uh, and then I started getting treatment um, during that first-year internship, and it was just so uh, enlightening to see the difference between, like, when I started and then by the end of the summer even. Wow. Wow. I want to pause here real quickly. I, this is fascinating. Uh, I did an interview with uh, Dr. Russ Ramsey, I think it was September 2019, on uh, ADHD coaching as an intervention. Now, Danny's not a coach, but I'll, I'll tie this back in together. And it was fascinating because Dr. Ramsey is a University of Pennsylvania mental health professional or academic person who has been a fan of coaching for a long time and has seen it kind of come and go. And I was really interested in getting an outside perspective, outside the coaching world's uh, thoughts on this. And it was a, it was a spectacular interview, but – like a lot of my interviews, what's really cool is this weird thing kind of comes out, this big aha, and Dr. Ramsey really kind of credited the ADHD coaching world as to bringing the business sense uh, of ADHD to um, to the ADHD community. And while the early uh, parts of that was really to get onto social media and do some things, I would never forget seeing uh, Rick Green's Totally ADD on Global TV back in 2008. I still have the original email where I reached out to him and I said, this is a game changer. And Rick came in with Totally ADD and started bringing videos and stuff to it. And, and more and more graphics kind of came into the fold. And then Jessica McCabe came on with How Do ADD. And it's kind of funny because I was having a conversation with Rick Green the other day about how uh, Jessica and Rick do a really good job of bringing people into the ADHD fold um, and we're reducing the stigma. And where this really ties into it is I think Donnie is really a pioneer and some other things that are coming in with these graphic type things of really communicating story, art, vulnerability, and communication. And I think that we this is a really kind of cool time because I think that the visuals and the animation and the communication is really, really helping the world get in touch and taking down that stigma. And as I've been a coach for a really long period of time, I've seen a huge change in the perception of ADHD over a period of time. So I just had to put that as an aside that this is really cool. Dr. Ramsey had kind of pointed that stuff out and it's actually helping the mental health community as a result of it. So getting back to your story, as a graphics design person, um, you ha- one day you put together this, this graphic design and you put it on the internet. Why did you do that design? We're going to talk about what happens when she said it on the, inter- uh, on the internet in just a second, but what motivated you or how did that first design kind of come about? So what's really funny is I went, I got diagnosed, as I said, I got diagnosed um, at 19 and I went like almost 10 years without ever really thinking about my ADHD, without talking about my ADHD, even with my, you know, friends, family. It's not that I like forgot I had it, but I didn't 
think it was either relevant or I felt too much shame to like talk about how it might make things difficult. And I started, it was actually, I started my job at Gallup and uh, two months in, I was really kind of clicking with my coworkers and we're sitting out on the couches working on our laptops and people started talking about therapy. Just I've never heard people talking about their therapists with the stuff that they're kind of working through. And I was able to say, Hey, you know, I see someone, but, um, what are your experiences? And just that vulnerability and like for the first time feeling like it wasn't shameful to talk about struggles and the things that you're working through um, really helped me open up. And I told them, you know, Hey, um, so I have ADHD and they were like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, and so uh, it, it had kind of become this inside joke that I have. Um, I had said that the uh, conductor for my train of thought, his name is Donnie Danovan, and he's very sleepy and very bad at his job. And so my train of thought just is constantly uh, going off the rails and taking detours. And so every time I'd be telling a story and get way off track, people would be like, damn it, Donnie, you know, and it was like this funny way for all of us to um, gently remind me to kind of come back to what I was talking about, but it wasn't like they were laughing at me. We were like all kind of uh, giggling about this pattern that I always kind of fall into. And so I made it as a graphic to actually just send to my friends from work. Uh, And I was not planning on posting it on the internet because I hadn't talked to tons of people um, about having ADHD and my boss followed me and I, she really, my friend Lauren really encouraged me to post it. She thought that I found it on the internet and sent it to her. She didn't realize that I'd made it. And so (laughs) she was like, you have to post it. And I had this real internal struggle about, should I take off the ADHD part? Should I just be like other people's storytelling and my storytelling, you know? And Mm -hmm. I realized that I the reason why I don't see this anywhere is for this exact reason is that people feel uncomfortable disclosing it because what if people find, you know, I say it's not the exact same as, you know, like being in the closet that you, you don't know how people are going to react or judge you or think less of you or not trust you with certain, you know, tasks or, um, so I kind of just bit the bullet and I was like, I'll just put it on Twitter because, I won't put it on Facebook or Instagram. People I know follow me on those things. I'll just put it on Twitter. That's a safe space. The only 10 people I know who follow me on Twitter are very close friends. Uh, so this, this seems safe. Uh, I didn't put a watermark on it because I didn't think about it blowing up. And before I knew it, within a day, you know, it was like 20,000 likes or something. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> not, I was excited, but it was scary because it was making its way onto Facebook. Uh, and I didn't post it on Facebook. A bunch of people started reposting it and getting hundreds of thousands of, you know, millions of likes. And it was really discouraging at first, you know, not just because I'm like, oh, I want credit, uh, but because after a while I saw the ADHD storytelling being edited off and really popular versions of it had different titles that people had put on there to make it more like accessible for everybody when I had originally intended it to kind of uh, apply to a specific niche. So, Wow. I just did the story because I think I'm talking too much. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but, but like, uh, this is a great story. And I, everybody, I want to I wanna keep going with the story because there's a lot of stuff in here that I really want. There's a lot of really cool things, I think, about that. So let's go to a break real quick. 
When we come back, we'll pick up where we are. Um, our secret word tonight is art. Again, nice and simple. Secret word tonight is art. Um, and Danny's website is www.adhdd.com. We encourage you to go there. You can get to her Patreon page from there. And, and we already told you the story that she's rather pleased supporter right now, so we can keep her going. And uh, with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be your child's greatest ally by reading the book Ned Hollowell described as a game changer. Michelle Borba referred to as the ultimate guide for parents. And Michael Thompson praised as the groundbreaking book you've been waiting for. Go to playbetterplan.com to buy a copy of Caroline McGuire's book, Why Will No One Play With Me? While you're there, subscribe to download her free mini-course on developing social skills for children. That's playbetterplan.com. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Danny Donovan hearing a, a spectacular uh, story of uh, hope and panic. Um, I want to highlight something kind of before the break that's really, really important. Uh, Danny was with a group of people in a conversation that was a safe environment, I guess, when she first started really kind of talking about this. And one of the things I don't advocate is uh, just going out and blurting out that you have ADHD unless you're prepared for it or it is a safe environment. And uh, certainly that happened, and uh, some some great things began to happen. Um, one last piece that Danny had mentioned is that uh, she – she alluded to uh, uncomfortable, like coming out, like um, like gay uh, people coming out of the closet. And one of the things we did a show many, many, many years ago, we talked about was ADHD and being gay. And one of the things that was interesting to me that I've learned over the years is things like gay pride and autism speaks. These are these mantras out there, and as a group, it's beneficial for everybody to come out and say, I've got ADHD, but it's really punitive sometimes for the individual. And gay, the gay pride movement really kind of came out where they encouraged everybody to kind of and make that happen. And, and I think it happened over kind of a period of time. There were some very famous people that kind of came out, and now gay is a little bit more accepted. The thing about the ADHD community is there's still some stigma and stuff like that. And the more people kind of come out, the more mainstream it is and helps us, helps us. But at the same time, sometimes it's a little bit scary. 
scary. And I really want to honor uh, Danny in this particular situation because she came out, she hit it, and she's dealing with it. Um, and she's not dealing anymore through the lens of uh, vulner- shame and blame, which is really hard to kind of treat ADHD. So it took a lot of courage and a lot of skill to do this. And um, uh, hopefully you guys will help support her in this because she's really going to help all of us. So didn't mean to take up too much of her time, Danny, but I just really had to acknowledge you for, for that. Now, it wasn't maybe intentional, but here we are. Now it's all over the place, and you're going, holy cow. You're half freaking out. You're half excited. What's going through your mind at this point in time? It's it's really funny because I, like I said, the story of the origin story of that first comic um, and it not being an intentional, like, I think I want to talk about this all the time or I think I'm going to make a series and try to connect with this niche audience. You know, I truly fell into it. And I don't know if I would, I mean, I, not, I don't know. I know uh, I wouldn't be making the same level of content um if that first one wouldn't have taken off it was just so um it connected with a lot of people but it gave me the gigantic you know dopamine rush and the validation of reading through these comments and these people who see you know feel seen and i'm like i now feel this excitement but responsibility to be a voice for people um who have felt invisible for a long time and for me to make the kind of content that I wish that I saw, because I don't feel like I'm recreating other people's content in the way that I was te- trying to teach myself how to learn lettering for the first time. And, you know, I was getting better, but I was comparing myself to these people who had been working on it for 10 years. And, you know, I felt like I was just kind of like copying what other people were doing, but like not doing as good of a job at it. Uh, and with this, it really just, I felt like I was in my own lane you know, and mm-hmm. so I looked up to Jessica McCabe for a really long time, and her and I are actually good friends now. Um, we talk, you know, text a lot. We have Monday morning meetings every week uh, where we kind of discuss. It's just, it's such a wild world that remembering in 2016, finding her channel, watching her videos, crying my eyes out because I had never heard anyone who talked about ADHD in what it looks like in real life and um, not, like, as a symptom list, you know, something that, like, saying this abstract terms versus hearing someone say that, oh, having trouble doing laundry is actually makes sense for ADHD for all of these reasons, and it just let me release all this guilt I had been harboring because I'd never connected it to my ADHD, so I try to give that feeling to people. So when you were there, do you, in watching her stuff, do you feel validated at that point? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just remember my husband has it too and we would watch it and just feel like we were connecting all these dots that we didn't realize went together. Yep. And so I, I think that, that the one of the things that I want to emphasize here and, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the thing about uh, the graphics and stuff that you do is you can communicate words are words. But symbolisms, emotion, mm-hmm. a storyline captivated in some type of a cartoon or some type of design that somebody else can look at and, and, and identify with. And I'm going to assume that a lot of your stuff is really about your internal experience, which is yours. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Maybe it's not everybody else's, but still, you're sharing that out there. And the power of this, I think it really does, is make a lot of people out there feel validated like you felt validated when you um, were kind of watching Jessica's stuff for the first time. Am I, am I putting words in your mouth? Or is, I mean, there's, there's power in this of the connection. Is that right, you think? 
Yes, absolutely. And I think that the interesting thing um, that so me and, uh, you know, Jessica and uh, ADHD alien who, you know, I also talk with and like, you know, Renee Brooks and people like we actually, I would say we have a group chat um, and it's ADHD girl gang. And so it's fun because we get to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. But it's interesting because all of us are going for the same thing, but we're all doing it in different ways. So Jessica is back to the whole, like, not feeling like I'm just doing somebody else's, you know, stuff. Jessica's stuff um, does talk through experiences that she has. So, you know, a research team and gives a lot of strategies um, and helpful advice. And my stuff typically is not about giving advice. Uh, a lot of, because I, frankly, I'm not qualified to give you advice. I'm still trying to figure my own stuff out. Uh, and I kind of realized that I'm talking through my experiences and no one can really tell me that my experiences with my ADHD, you know, is wrong. Uh, so I try really hard to stay away from, you know, people with ADHD or many of us feel yep. like I, I'm just talking through this is what it's like for me if it connects to you awesome but you can't tell me I don't feel this way and as far as telling the stories that like connect with people I've found that actually most of what I do with that symbolism is using a lot of infographics that people already understand how they work so bar charts plot graphs you know pie charts yep. people understand these and so we're able to kind of put them and reframe them into different ADHD terms uh, you you hit on something here that I want to the 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 expert on your experience. I want to kind of come back to that and spend a little bit more time. But to give that to do, I want to go to a break here again. Um, everybody, our secret word is art. Um, and again, Danny's website is uh, ADHD. DD.com. And again, you go check her stuff out. You can, I think you can buy mugs and t-shirts and you can get to her Patreon account to really support her. Um, so with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. 
Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Danny Donovan um, talking about her lived experience, but we've had a lot of other really good stuff in here about the ADHD tribe and the community and kind of what's going on. Before the break, um, she commented on the stuff that she writes is really about her experience, and I want to emphasize this a little bit. Uh, in coaching people with ADHD, a lot of times they're, they're they're dealing in environments where they're writing and doing some things, and one of the things that I really adore about what Donnie's saying is, is – to sit there and say this is the thing for everybody with ADHD is completely different across the board, but she's an expert in her experience, and she can speak with authority on her experience. And by saying that's her experience, it's not to say it's your experience. It's just to say it's her experience. I think the power in this is by sharing her experiences, she's not telling everybody what to do or, or, or shaming or degrading. She's just sharing. I think it's a real reason that people are drawn to her, and she's not representing her opinion as fact. She's just saying this is my experience, and I encourage – when I'm coaching people with ADHD, a lot of time is they're trying to do some things. Well, listen, don't don't try to be the expert. Just be the expert in your experience, and that's really all you kind of need to do. And I think it's really the cool part, Dan, of what you're doing is because because you're that ex, you're the expert and you're communicating this in such a way with with your own vulnerabilities and your own storyline. It's authentic. And I think that that's very inspirational for a lot of people. And by the way, I want to segment into now that you're here. Holy crap! You're jumping up and you're launching into this. So that, I want to hit that in a second. But this, this this notion, it's there, and you're sharing that to me. That's the power of you, is because you actually are being authentic, and that's that's to me. That's why you're popular. You feel that mm-hmm. way, or do you see things differently? I do. I I think that one of the things that I. Uh, I've been told that people appreciate about my stuff is that I'm not trying to like sugarcoat things. Um, I'm not trying to, I'm not always, you know, inspire. A lot of my stuff isn't inspiring um, or positive. It's either neutral or it's talking through some really dark um, places, you know, inside that we might not either think about or don't feel like other people will understand. And so um, I do have some, you know, positive side of ADHD, uh, but I'm never telling people um, how to change themselves. And mm-hmm. I'm, I think that in that way, people, I would say, view me as, you know, a sister or a friend that they can, they feel like understand them and will listen to them without trying to tell them how to fix it. Um, because there's other people, lots of other resources out there um, you know, who are more fill in that kind of coach, mentor, teacher, mm-hmm. you know, parent role, and that they were craving someone in their life who, you know, when people say like, do you want, do you want to just vent or do you want uh, me to help? You know, do you want advice? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of advice out there, but there's not a lot of like venting resources. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that that's that that's a that a spot that um, I was kind of able to find. Absolutely. So everybody, just to be clear, if you go to her website, she's, you, can, you get posters, T-shirts, mugs, comic strips, all kinds of stuff. So there's a lot of really fun stuff. So now the fun part. So you have this thing that goes viral and you get out there. This has got to be really, really, really scary to be leading with your ADHD to say, I'm going to get into this business and I'm going to set this website up. And wow, tell me about that. That's got to be like a little intimidating, scary, but rewarding. My- ADHD makes it so hard. <laughs> um, it's funny because I like I so thankfully I had someone um, Sophia who reached out to me very early on. Like this, I did this comic was December mid December of 2018. So it's been around like a year and a half that this has been going on. 
and uh, immediately, like within a couple you know weeks, he had reached out and mentioned like you need a website, you need something for people to sign up for a newsletter, uh, you should probably go and like copyright your work. Uh, and I hadn't thought of those things or they seemed intimidating. And he was like, no, literally just get like a landing page uh, set up just so you have something. Um, and so I did that. I made like a bare bones Wix site, which was difficult for me as a perfectionist and as a designer. Um, and it, I'm glad I did because it literally took me over a year. Like I just launched my website like a month and a half ago after I left my job. Uh, <laughs> Because I was trying to do, like like I said, I just left my job really recently. And so I had been doing all of this while working full-time at a exciting and good but kind of, you know, sometimes demanding job where I was also expending this creative energy. So finding this balance of – and I am not a workaholic. I'm, I'm not. I'm someone who definitely likes to make time for myself. Um, and so finding this balance of, like, how can I keep this up when historically my brain tells me like, well, how long is this going to last? How long until you quit? How long, you know, you, every passion project you've ever done, you have eventually gotten bored and like left. And so um, managing this process and because the stuff that I make is so like instantly gratifying because I can have an idea, sketch it down, you know, and finalize it, you know, within anywhere from, you know, two to five hours and post it and have immediate um, validation of people feeling seen and people loving it. And that really helps boost that dopamine that my brain needs to like do stuff. But then on the flip side, the actual like business management of it, um, I am knowledgeable in a lot of ways, but it's harder to get myself to do that because it's not, you know, that instantly gratifying, val you know, validating experience. So managing this now is not a side project, but as like a full uh, project, especially with everything going on, um, has been has definitely been a challenge. So, so everybody, you hear, did you hear the stress in her voice earlier? This is real. Like everybody out there, a year and a half to the website, and how, I mean, how am I going to reproduce this stuff? I mean, this is the ADD experience, which is why I want to have on. She's like in the middle of it. There's like a love-hate thing that's kind of going on, and, and, and <laughs> like, where's going on? Listen, you're not the only one out there that's feeling that way. You might not be an artistic designer, but if you've got some other business that you're doing, realize this is. I mean, this is like kind of normal just out here. I do want to. There's one People particular thing. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, people don't re – people think that people with ADHD just, like, put off stuff that they, like, don't want to do. And a lot of times I'm, you know, putting off stuff that I do want to do, that I'm excited to do. You know, I'm delaying replying to emails for things I'm excited to work on, you know, positive stress. But even, like, with my website, my store, I could have been selling posters a year ago. I know I would have been making money. I could have been making money for a year and I knew it wouldn't take me that long to set it up, but the fact that I wanted it to be perfect and I didn't want to launch it until I was proud of it, you know, and I just yep. kept delaying it for all these reasons that other people might just, you know, were having that just do it mentality. Um, so it can definitely, people can hopefully feel seen in that experience that like even yeah, when they're, something they're, seems easy and that it'll be good for you it's still hard to do yeah, yeah you, well you're talking about your experience and i'm telling you people listening there's a whole bunch of people going oh my god that's me i can identify with her so um <laughs> one of the things that i want to highlight is uh to me there's this um conflict 
it's a it's a nine nagging conflict that's just brutal, and that is creativity and pressure. Mm-hmm. The ability to create, but the pressure to create. <laughs> like I know for me, there's those days where I sit down and it's just not happening, and other days it just flows. And I mean, you 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 stepped out to as a creative, and you're relying on that creativity, but there's pressure to mm-hmm. kind of create. Can you just talk to us about that experience? Because to me, those to be a creative is this constant battle between the creativity and the pressure. How do you keep the pressure off to be creative? Because if the pressure's too high, it shuts you down. Thoughts on that? It's really hard too because if the pressure's not there, I won't produce. <laughs> Uh, because I didn't, um, you're right. There's so, I could talk about this for like a whole hour on itself, but, uh, the difficulty with, um, and I was very clear when people were asking like, Oh, so you're going freelance. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm open to talking about partnerships and collaborations, but like, I do not want to make stuff for other people that other people already have in mind that they just want me to produce. I'm not a production artist anymore. I want to make stuff for myself. That's, you know, the dream, right? Well, that's awesome and good and fine, but it turns out that I have been in a situation for my entire career where people have told me what they needed, when they need it by, here are the deadlines, you know, I'll give you changes, I'll tell you if you're done. And not having, very suddenly having none of that, let alone the structure and, you know, environment of um, needing to show up and getting in. I, I had been fueled so long by my fear of getting in trouble, right? I was, ended up being a good employee and I answered my emails and I hit my deadlines because I knew I would get in trouble if I didn't. And a lot of that um, stress, you know, is obviously stressful, but it, it motivated me. And I started to use stress and panic as a crutch for motivation. And so when deadline real actual deadlines aren't there um i have obviously people with adhd we have a hard time with that intrinsic motivation of how do i get myself to do things to keep promises i made to myself um and so that's one of the reasons why i think um i have been able to why this has been difficult because i don't want to like let people down and i feel all this shame if it takes a while for me to put out you know, sometimes I make a ton of comics in a week. Sometimes I make one comic a month, you know, and I always fear that people are judging me. No one has ever said a single thing to me about why aren't you making more comics? No one, zero people. Well, so, uh, so, so I need to remind myself of that. So, so I got to tell you a, a few things in here. Danny, when I started this Attention uh, Talk Radio years ago, I started it really because I don't write very well. I needed something on social media. And when I first started, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this for, like, a year. Like, how many topics are there? Like, I'm sitting there going, oh, my mm-hmm. God. And I, it, my life is ebb and flow, but now I'm in years – over 10 years. I think we're about 10 and a half marks. So we're coming up on 550 episodes of Attention Talk Radio, trying to come mm-hmm. up with different content. I got to tell you, there were times where there were just bleak times where nothing was coming to me. And then all of a sudden, I'd have like five or, or like a dozen of them in queue. You never know when that spigot's going to kind of come on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sharing that with you because you've got to be sitting there going, how many experiences do I have? But that is the ADHD experience. I, another thing I want to share is everybody heard her talk about the stress and the panic. And that's the challenge of a creative is you live in this world that you want to get relaxed, but it's a love-hate thing. 
between too much pressure or too, whatever is too much, but too much of the other way is around. It's a really kind of an uncomfortable space sometimes, at least for me. Are you feeling that yourself? I'm writing down literally right now because I want to make a, a comic about using pressure as a motivational tactic. But, um, <laughs> that's what I do, the way that I've, I've, the only way that I've kind of found, two ways that I've found um, have helped me uh, to be, you know, creative now in those times is that I used to really rely on only making comics when I felt like it. And that worked for a while. Um, but as I get stressed out, I feel, don't feel like it ever. And so I kind of, um, you know, everyone's like, you need to be flexible with yourself. But if I give myself too much permission, I like hold, don't hold myself accountable. Right. So I started to try to do things where, okay, for this one week, I'm going to force myself to sketch for 15 minutes every day, even if it's not a good sketch, even if I don't use it. Um, and I'm not going to tell myself I'm going to do this every day forever and ever. I can do one week, 15 minutes a day. That's it. You know, I can do it. And when I have ideas, Um, I like right now when I get into good conversations, uh, things pop up and I go, Ooh, that's good. I I don't know what I'll do with that, but I could do something. And then I have this note on my phone and I just type it all out. So when the time comes where I'm sitting down and I don't know what to do, I can pull from those, um, past ideas and kind of think through how can I use this? And one of the ways that I'm doing that, um, is I actually made this sheet of paper (laughs) where I just wrote out like I just brain dumped 40 different ADHD topics. And then I brain dumped like a bunch of, you know, infographics, bar charts, pie charts, listicles, you know, characterizations, comics. And then I have down here like work, home, uh, school, relationships, communication. And then I just kind of will stare at this list and try to like um, pick random things and see like, what can I make out of this? So it helps to give me a box rather than all of that. Like, what do I want to do? I could do literally anything. So for, for everybody listening, forgive us for going a long time, but this is really good content because I think when people like think of the creative process, sometimes it's just a brain dump and stuff's all over the place, and you're looking to connect two things that may or may not. It's, it's really a messy process. It's hard to really say that there's organization until it really kind of comes together. But, Danny, I have to tell you, often I'm coaching somebody. And as a coach, I don't know what their solution is, but I'm always trying to listen for them. And the majority of all my YouTube content comes from a coaching session. And what happens is something will happen. I'll go, hang on for a second. I'm scratching a note or two down on the side. And when I get done coaching somebody, I dictate their stuff. But I'm always, I just take a look at my buzzwords and I start to dictate a stream of consciousness and it comes dictated around and I put it on a sheet of paper. And for me, I have this, I know this environment that I can create that if I do it, I'm more probable to be creative. doesn't mean that I will, but I know that if I do these things, there's a good chance I can get my head in that mind. Then I go through that list and kind of like you, I'm just like all over the place. Well, whatever's hitting right now, whatever's kind of coming to me and different types of things. And I'm sharing that experience because it kind of mirrors yours a little bit, but I'm really sharing that your experience. This is my experience for anybody out there who's creative to say there is a similar process in this. And and what I really want to emphasize and what I really want to acknowledge in you is you're taking the risk to go out there as a creative right now. Everybody, please go support her. Um, It's a scary process because you really don't know methodically when it's going to come to you, you kind of get these things mm-hmm. together and we're, we're cheering you on to continue to do what you do, inspire all kinds of other people and can cheer you on through the stress and the anxiety and the panic of this stuff sometimes because you're doing really great work for those listening. This is the process. I don't know if there's any other way around it. It's not an easy thing. It's stressful. Anything it's to really add? It's really messy. 
Um, <laughs> I have learned through my, so I actually have had um, a wonderful ADHD coach, uh, Dusty, for um, the last year. And the amount of progress that I've made through both essentially doing my own like art therapy, um, I have a whole different you know story about that, but art therapy and coaching and realizing, finally accepting that the only thing the reason I'm down on myself all the time is inconsistency. I know I can do it sometimes, but I can't do it all the time, and that is what frustrates me. And so um, Dusty had kind of mentioned, what if consistency for you looks like inconsistency and you can, like, accept that it is okay that you are not going to be consistent in the way that other people are, and you can just roll with that, and you can develop strategies where that's okay, and it just – game changed everything, right? Like if you yep, can adjust, yep. actually adjust your mentality, it can change the, you know, your life. It, it really, really is. So, wow. Um, need to pull this together for time. Uh, before we kind of close this out, any last thoughts or nuggets that you want to share on your experience before we call it a day? Um, I guess, you know, within everything, all of the comic ideas that I kind of come up with, um, the first storytelling, the the growth that I've been able to make in the last year, um, the number of people in my life, uh, both online and in person, you know, friends and family who have gone and gotten diagnosed with ADHD because they heard me talking about my experiences and it resonated with them. And um, they didn't realize that other people didn't feel that way. Um, they thought it was, you know, just everybody felt that way or they thought I felt that way. Um, so that the power in, again, within a safe environment um, with sharing your experiences and sharing your story, um, you would be so surprised how many people it connects with and how many people you can help along the way um, without even, you know, realizing it. So, again, there is such a power in yep. sharing your experiences and stories. And, and I want to I I emphasize this because there's a lot of people out there at ADC who start giving advice to other people. Stay in your experience. Mm -hmm. Don't tell people what it mm -hmm. is. Just share your experience. You'll, they'll identify. If you start talking to them or towards them, they'll become reclusive and you'll lose that. So anyway, all mm -hmm. that, I got to tell you, Danny, you're an inspiration. You're, you're, you are sharing your experience. People are identifying it, as I said from the Dr. Ramsey interview. It's making it more mainstream, people more comfortable. People are getting diagnosis. People are getting help for the first time just because of your own internal story. And I just applaud you and say you're an asset to the ADHD community. So thank you for doing what you do. Thank you so much. And thank you again for having me um, and introducing me to everybody at Chad. It's just been such a <laughs> uh, nice experience, such an inclusive community. I, I am not as uh, scared as I thought I'd be. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, everybody. Our Thank you very much, Danny. Our secret word tonight is art. Our secret word tonight is art. Again, go check out her website, adhdd.com. Contribute to your Patreon account. Buy a mug. Get a poster. Hope you've uh, enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.